Hello, friendos. Toast name is Chad Dukes. And I am burdened with glorious purpose. It's the Chad Dukes Radio Show. It's not Free FM. So give Chad a call. Here's the number. 385-645-5375. It's Miller time. What is that, Lil? Twelve hands in a row? Dukes, you son of a bitch. Nobody's that lucky. Now here's your host, the big silly. Chad Dukes. Charlie Hotel. Alpha Delta here. Dukes, dig it! There, but for the grace of God, it was me. Well, the nickel's eyes hell, and the damage can win. We roll over New York, never let us back in. We blew out the lights, kicked the windows in. And when the law showed up, said they're gonna have to take us in. That's get on my music. Um, you know Tower Records still sells shit online? You know what Tower Records is? Is that a, a big time, like, CD and vinyl distri- distribution center? Well, I mean, Tower Records were everywhere. There was one actually right up on the corner in Fair Lakes. Uh, it was awesome. They sell records. I mean, not records. They sell CDs. and I mean, they did sell records at one point, but for my era, era, they sold uh, DVDs, you know, CDs, tapes, Blu-rays. I don't know if I went there for VHS, but... Um, Anyway, I was fucking uh, Guns N' Roses put out a new song. Kenny Kid was bitching about it. I don't think anybody's ever happy. Um, so I went, I was listening to the new Guns N' Roses song, that I fell down this rabbit hole where I was reading about, like, uh, where Izzy was, who's their rhythm guitarist, because he's not with them. when They're they're recording their new first new album they've done since Chinese Democracy, which is 100 years ago. Um, but their founding rhythm guitarist is still not with them. So I fell down this fucking rabbit hole of trying to figure out why they're still not getting along. Of course, it's money-based. And I happened upon this fucking version of Appetite for Destruction is arguably their, you know, most successful album. Yeah. It's the one with all the songs. I don't know if you've heard them, but everyone else has heard of them. Paradise City, you ever heard that? Yeah, it, that was a that was always running on my uh, my dad's garage uh, radio. You ever, your dad, he, right? Yeah, he had the... Uh, he had you the ever tape. heard Mr. Brownstone? You ever heard that? I have. Oh, okay. You've heard all these? My Michelle. Um, these are fucking great songs. Anyway, they, they, I don't know why I brought that up, but um, your dad, Guns N' Roses, is dad rock, really? He liked uh, that's what he, he never fucked around with uh, GNR. That's what he um, uh, grew up with, I guess, in, in high school. And he stuff didn't like grow that. up or, with or, that. He's it, it, it ten was, years older than me. It was high school for him. All right, it was. I think it was a little bit. I think it was getting into high school. For, that's fucking weird, man. You make goddamn. If I couldn't feel worse today, um, <laughs> it's just weird because Guns and it's weird for me to hear that. Like it's a lot of weird tours for those of you that are new to the show. Tours only uh, what are you twenty four now? Uh, 23. Twenty three. I thought you you told me you were twenty four like a week. ago. I turned 23 last February. Oh, fucking Christ. That was COVID. So you turned 24 when we all had COVID, right? Yep. Wow, what a present. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The the weird to hear you say that is, like, I can, like, I understand I turn on a classic rock station. I'm throwing up air quotes. Like, I hear Red Hot Chili Peppers. I hear Pearl Jam. But Guns N' Roses was always, like, the coolest band. It was the coolest band for my whole fucking life. So uh, it's weird to hear them described as such. Anyway, I, um... I fell down this rabbit hole where they have this uh, appetite for destruction. I forgot what it's called. It's called something. Um, and it's it's $1,000. And it comes in like this 
box and there's like nine albums and there's like a little tiny seven inches and they have uh they have the tattoos mocked up that all the guys in the band have so you can put that shit on and they like replicated all the flyers they had when they first were you know a touring band and it's all just this fucking crazy ass shit and i was looking at this album and i'm like who the fuck is gonna pay a thousand dollars for a gift set like this what do you even do with the shit that's inside of it and i you know, I'm a big music fan. I just don't know what I would do with that. Uh, and then I saw that it was on sale on TowerRecords.com. And I was like, holy shit, Tower Records. Because there's this big documentary. I forgot who did it. Look it up real quick. There's a, there's a famous, I want to say it's Michael Rappaport. It might be Michael Rappaport. Uh, that recently made a Tower Records documentary. Because, man, they were the king shit. Like, they were the, you know, cocks of the walk. And uh, they went away like everything else went away. Waxy Maxies, Kent Mill. I don't know where everybody went and got their fucking tapes and CDs. But all those places have gone the way of the dodo. You were just telling me this past week I Best Buy. I don't even carry any of that stuff anymore. Um, so now you have, like, record and tape traders. And, of course, you know, you can go to get vinyl with all the little tiny record shops like Mobius. And there's some bigger spots out there. I know Barnes & Noble, I think, still sells vinyl. They can go fuck themselves. Um, but uh, Tower Records was just a huge fucking deal. And there was a big Tower Records right over where I live now and I used to go in there and it was like it was really expensive like I remember it was like $27.99 for DVDs and fucking uh, CDs were just astronomically priced but uh, it was a real cool joint to walk around in was the documentary All Things Must Pass uh, maybe who, who made it is what I'm asking you uh, I'm I, remember, I remember watching it but I don't remember who's the, who's the director director Colin Hanks okay Colin Hanks yes kind of like Michael Rappaport yeah Tom Hanks's kid I remember he was on uh he was on ONA. No, he was on Corolla. He was on Corolla doing an interview about that uh, documentary. So I watched that documentary about Tower Records. That is quite the rabbit hole we just went down in the early uh, parts of the show. Um, I don't even know if I had anything to ask you about that. What the fuck were we talking about? The brain. Yeah. The naps got me. We got to talk about <laughs> yeah. it. We got to talk about it, bro. It's, uh, it's the Chad Duke Show. Thank you for checking us out. Uh, the way this breaks down is on Friday, basically. We give you a little fresh content, of course, just to let you know that we're not just uh, autopiloting this bitch. It ain't a four-day work week for us. Um, and then we give you some of the best of the week for free. We give you a little taste. Hopefully, get the hooks in, get the chemicals. Um, we're going to fucking hopefully inspire some of you to realize this is top-level, top-notch entertainment that you need more of. And then, of course, you can go subscribe on ChadDukeShow.com. It costs money because that's what I do for a living. And I think the show's good enough where we should charge money for it, even though everyone steals everything. Um, so you just go on over there, and if you subscribe on ChadDukeShow.com, you get uh, at least four episodes a week. You get the entire back catalog, but we've never I don't think we've ever just done four episodes a week, Tor. Uh, we just did a, a two-and-a-half-hour how long was the bonus show last night? Last night was an hour and 50 minutes. Okay. What was the two and a half? Oh, the hoot. The, the last hoot we the did. The Harvest Hoot Nanny. The Harvest yeah. Hoot Nanny was two and a half hours. And then last night we did a, uh, we have a movie show that we do called the Fortress Film Society uh, that uh, went up. I think it was over 90 minutes. Uh, so there's just plenty of content. If you're looking for, we don't talk COVID. We don't talk politics. We don't talk protesting. We fucking talk about uh, Monday Night Football. We talk about uh, the nap. We talk about Tower Records. That's pretty much what it is. I got to say, dude, I'm fucked. So yesterday we wrapped up the show and um, I knew it was going to be a tough one because I had gotten no sleep the night before I was going to Brooklyn. No, I'm kidding. Of course. And uh, I was, I had taken the monster nap the day before, right? Big nap. And then I had uh, had a bunch of coffee because I was breaking out into my, uh, I, I had all this old gym equipment that I, I hadn't used for. It's not even old. I barely used it. And I, I tried to sell it off for years and said, I got to get rid of this. It never happened. Uh, and so I said, fuck it. I'm going to start using this shit again because I've been trying to get exercise on a regular basis for the first time in years. So I was dragging it out. 
and I uh, drank a bunch of coffee, and then I went down there and, and worked out, and I had a good time, and uh, came upstairs and started pointing at everybody like Hulk Hogan, and um, I, I thought I would be fine, because I was like, you know what, I'm older, I need more sleep, uh, I wasn't fine, I was up till, I don't even, I couldn't even tell you, I, daybreak, I was up till daybreak, um, and then th just thrashing around in bed, it was fucking miserable, and so then uh, we came up here, and uh, the endorphin dump happened, emptied everything out. We had a, a fun show, but it was uh, it was carousing. And I knew that we had to come back on Thursday night, Tor and I, and I meet up with the Tube and meet up with uh, Goat and do the Fortress Film Society. And those generally are marathons. They generally go for a minute. And I like to be filled with vim and vigor, so I said, you know what? I got to go back to the nap well again. I got to go back to the nap well, even though the nap well has not been kind to me and it's this vicious fucking cycle tour where like you feel hung over and the way that you get over the hangover is you drink a beer you know what i mean like yeah. it's, so i get home and i'm and I, I i go back and i was like all right i'm gonna lay down for a little bit and i slept for uh like two hours which is i think for most people i've, I've been talking to other people in nap culture um because i've never been a nap guy you know what i mean i listen to the nappy roots and that's about as close as i've gotten all my life been poor but it really don't matter no more and so i was like i was talking to people and they like say they nap for 20 minutes you know like 45 minutes like i don't even know if that would be fucking worth it i think i just feel like shit what's your nap schedule look like you do the one big nap a week right it normally it's one big nap a week uh if i'm working uh late night then it's try to squeeze in about a 20 30 minute nap right uh, just shut your eyes and turn off for a little bit while you're working <laughs> Be honest. I'm not going to tell nobody. <laughs> not there. I ain't going to tell nobody. You know I can keep a secret. I got all kinds of your secrets. <laughs> I got them locked and stocked. But normally uh, Thursday, for whatever reason, that's been the major nap day for me. Nap day. Where I'll go, <laughs> I'll go home and I'll, I'll take about a three-hour nap. Yeah. <laughs> Mon Monday was my nap day. And I think that's where I found it because I just go, I go hard in the motherfucking paint on the weekends. You know, the kids say that. That's what I do. Yeah. I work all day at Commonwealth Dry Goods on Saturday. And then Sunday, it's tape to tape debauchery. I mean, we're fucking drinking for... 20 hours because you're just there's 16 hours of football to watch and yeah. i'm watching every goddamn minute of it and then by the time i get to bed um i need a nap the next day because i'm gassed after we're done with the show problem is nap culture has been invading my culture and so i've been fucking imbibing more and more so last yesterday in between the shows it took a nap it worked came in here all filled with piss and vinegar i was very excited and uh, we did the show had some beers and uh i've been chilling out on the alcohol too this week so um, I'd been sober up until that point. So I get home and the wife and I watch, I say, this is where my fucking man, I got to tell you what, I might need to go to get some sort of cat scan situation. I can't for the fucking life of me tell you what, what you, my wife and I watched last night. We watched something. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what it was. And then, uh, she went to bed and I put on the fucking stupid Mortal Kombat movie because it's free now. By the way, was I wrong about that piece of shit? Jesus Christ. The dialogue in the Mortal Kombat movie is so laughably awful. Um, but anyway. And then the fucking Sub-Zero is not nearly as cool as I thought he was. I thought he was, it's, may I? Yeah. But cool. When I went to see him in the fucking theater, and the mask is big and clunky and stupid. You can't hear him. Um, and I look up, and it's 3 o'clock in the fucking morning. I'm like, oh, shit, I just finished this goddamn movie. It's 3 a.m. I'm very lonely. I've got to get up, and I've got to go to bed. So I go upstairs, and I lay down. I was able to fall asleep for a minute, and then I fucking woke up at 4 o'clock in the morning, and that was it. I was Ooh. just up and around. Like, I'm walking the dog. I'm fucking, you know, reading the headlines. And TV ain't good <laughs> that time of the morning. You know, the internet still hasn't woken up. People think the internet's all the time. Uh-uh. People hang up the spurs very early in the night. You ain't getting no more pro football talk stories. 
So I just was fucking awful. And then uh, my wife gets up to go do her thing for work. And I said, look, I'm going to try to lay down for like an hour or two. I got to go meet Tor because we got to crank out the Friday episode. Um, but, you know, I'm going to try to at least catch a nap. And so she's like, I went back. And technically, this is a nap again. She's like, all right. She leaves. The only reason I'm sitting here in front of you is because she called me at 1130 a.m. 11.30 a.m. I'd like gone back to bed at 9.45 in the morning. And she's like, Are you, do you have to work today? And I'm like, Jesus Christ. It's got me fucking completely rocked, dude. It, I'm, I'm off my pins, big man. I get in here. And like, I, I forget. Like, I forgot my computer today. I don't, can't tell you the last time I forgot my fucking computer. I wanted to talk about the Thursday night football game. Can't pull up no stats. I got it here. I said, Tor, hand me my computer. And he starts looking around. I'm like, it's a fucking trick question, dude. I didn't fucking bring it. Oh, and then I was supposed to, we got these beautiful new sweatshirts for Commonwealth Dry Goods. I've been promoting they're going to be there today. And our buddy Patrick from uh, the Fredericksburg Redneck showed up. He's waiting for them. And they're not there because my dumb ass fucking slept till 1130 today. And then I had to get up. And you know when you have those panicked, I'm late, get up, so yeah. you're thrashing around. And people like fucking are expecting things. And I'm like, is the dog been out? Is the oven on? Like I was just fucking paranoid. And then I had to shit. Oh, it was just a fucking nightmare. <sighs> so that's that's the condition in which um, now you can see the, the condition my condition is in. We actually had pretty parallel days and nights last night. Oh, really? Where I had a nap on the back couch yesterday uh, before. The yeah, show. that's aggressive, by the way. <laughs> I got to give it to our props. I always bust his balls. But you were in the fucking Fortress of Solid Dudes all day yesterday. Yeah, it was taped in that tape. work. But uh, that couch, it wasn't too bad. <laughs> um no, it's not bad. I should bring a pillow up here because I was. You need a pillow for that couch. Just using a table cover from the back. Oh, that is so <laughs> sad. That's really bad. Well, remember Dra what Drab used to do is he had a moving blanket that he would ke keep oh, back yeah. here and fucking sleep on, and all those little fibers would come out all over him. I'm like, you sad motherfucker. I can't imagine your legs weren't just hanging off of that thing. It was a. It was an. <laughs> Jester came in. He. Because I'm a pretty light sleeper, yeah. especially when it's like, I'm not in my... You're just screaming terror whenever anyone fucking opens or closes a door, puts away a, a box of mini-wheats, you fucking just scream at the top of your lungs. Jester's face when he turned the corner and saw me... Uh, oh, hey there, boy! Is that what he said? He was like, hey, Tor. Hey there, boy! It's me, hey there, boy! Uh, yeah, but... Uh, well, that was good. I was glad you heard. Yesterday was a thick day. It was a thick day for everybody. Uh, but I've napped back there. It's not the worst. Right. I've napped in worse situations. But yeah, you definitely need a BYOP, I would say. Right. And even at this point, oh, dude, left the fucking window open last night. Got out this morning. Chilly. Chilly this morning. Very excited. Couldn't be more excited. Fat guy weather rolling in. Uh, very, very excited for that as the autumn is here. Uh, today on the show, we're going to have a bunch of fun shit for you. Um, we, had a, we had a bunch of fun shit this week. It was a good week. Um, I, I tried my hand at some, um, I wrote a bunch of uh, jokes. I wrote, I'm generally not a setup punchline guy, but uh, it is getting closer to Halloween. So I wrote a bunch of skeleton jokes and then I, uh, I ran them past tour. He was not the most receptive audience. So uh, I think we have that segment for you today. We have a little bit of the BMI. What else are people going to hear today? Uh, you're going to hear uh, the great Reverend Peyton, who just played oh, in, man. Uh, in Winchester last night. Uh, I love me some Reverend Peyton. He came on the show, and him and Dukes talked a lot about uh, great music and great musicians and their experiences with them. He's just such a good dude. Well, I mean, there <clears throat> not only is Rev Peyton one of the most interesting people on the planet, I hope most people that are listening to this have already checked his music out. If not, Reverend Peyton's big damn band. They're on tour. They just played Winchester last night. They've been on tour with... ZZ Top, um, which is a big deal. And uh, just, you know, nice guy, interest, very, very interesting guy. He is, uh, when you're looking down at your life and you're just masturbating and playing video games and ordering DoorDash, like he's, whatever that is sucking out of our society, he's putting back in with all the shit him and his wife 
are doing. So um, it's always great to catch up with him. And I uh, actually, I wanted to go to that show last night, but fucking we had our show last night and it's a whole goddamn thing. Did you watch any of the football game last night? Uh, we watched some up here. Uh, I actually watched The Usual Suspects last night. Wow. Is that a first time? It was a first time, yes. I watched the first 15 minutes of it one time, and then I I, I tapped out. What made you decide last night that's one of my favorite movies? Why would you tap out of the first 15 minutes because, of that movie? Because I already knew the ending of it, which kind of... It don't matter. Uh, it, I mean, I, it's a great... If you don't know the ending, it's better. Yeah. But it's just a fabulous movie. I thought it was very, very good. Uh, but it's fucking it, great. It, the, um, the Who's your favorite character? <laughs> Spacey. Was it really? I, I also Mine's like Benicio del Toro. <laughs> flip him, flip him for real. Fenster kicked ass. Though. He's the best. Well, they're all good. Stephen Baldwin's good in yeah. that fucking movie. Uh, Gabriel Byrne is fucking tremendous in that movie. Uh, who's the guy? I always forget his name. That plays um, that plays uh, Kobayashi. I oh, never remember that. It's oh, he's got a crazy fucking name. He's such a good actor. He's in the town. Uh, he passed away from um, cancer recently but he's always good in everything that he's in he I always find him to be infinitely likable uh pete postlewaite postlewaite yeah yeah he's fucking great and in the town you can see he's just ravaged by fucking cancer and that uh and he passes away afterwards but he's great in that fucking i mean that's just top to bottom chas palmentary's good is he sweating him fucking uh, verbal kent in the uh in the cop's office but still even if you know the twist that moment where he puts it all together and drops the coffee cup i yeah. mean it's just you, know, you ain't gonna beat that i know it, it, that i knew Going in that that Spacey was Soze, but then when it, when I figured out, oh, the bulletin board shit. Well, that one it, guy goes, "I'm telling you, it's Kaiser Soze," and he's like screaming on the ship. Like that whole part <laughs> in the ship is fucked up. Um, that was right in the pocket, man. For when I became like, I always love movies, but that was Seven, Twelve Monkeys, and The Usual Suspects. And every once in a while, you can throw an LA Confidential in there. Um, you're right in the pocket. It's just some vicious, fucking wicked, great movie making in the late '90s, and that's why I think that we had our movie club. Uh, this week we did something from the early 2000s, and there's just such a gap in between the quality, uh, in my opinion. My favorite my favorite era movies, late 70s, early 80s. I think most people would agree with that if you just look at the fucking... Go by, do this. I mean, this has been a meme for a million years, but go look at the box offices for uh, movies that were coming out on Friday in the in the 80s and what was coming out together. It's like, oh, here's Goonies and Empire Strikes Back. And dirt, 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 dirt. It's always good, but that's a great movie. I'm glad you finally decided to watch that. Yeah, I was uh, I was actually in my bed contemplating rewatching The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. That's a great movie, <laughs> and too. Like, and then I'm like, ah, oh, what about Fistful of Dollars? And I'm like, oh, have you seen that? Right next to it. No, I didn't. I, How do you have all these movies? HBO Max. Oh, 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 oh. It's oh, oh. It, as, ma as cheap as I am, it's, it's great. been as valuable a it's subscription great. as I could have so many. It. They put so many great movies up there that, uh, that uh, you just love to watch over and over and over again. And I've seen all of them, and I still like to go back. <clears throat> and revisit them. So yeah, I'm glad you watched that. That's a that's a phenomenal flick. Um, I actually went home and turned the fucking game back on. I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, probably because it's football on my television. But um, by that point, they had two non-contact injuries last night. And I was listening on the way in. Rich Gannon was on NFL Radio, and he was talking about just how many non-contact injuries they've had already. And I hate going back to football as a pussy sport now. But you go back to a tour, and you're like, it's got to have something to do with they hit so little. Going into these games, I, I have to assume it because nutrition has never been better. Conditioning has never been better. These guys don't have to go off and be a fucking mailman in the offseason. They're football players full time. I don't know how that keeps happening, but McCaffrey snake bit. I mean, they're talking about, you know, with a hamstring. They don't know when he's going to come back. And then you lose your first round pick two to three months with a broken foot. He only broke two bones in that foot. So you could come back and just break those other bones. That'd be very easy. But um, 
I got to say, man, it was I, – I don't have a rooting interest. I don't particularly like the Panthers. Like, I like North Carolina quite a bit, but uh, their color scheme – I don't like their uniforms. I'm not a big Charlotte guy for, like, the Raleigh area, you know, the beach, coastal, Wilmington, fucking Asheville, places like that. Um, but I found myself very happy for them, and I found myself happy for Sam Darnold just because I can't even fucking – can you imagine how miserable it is to be the Jets quarterback? Because you're going to be horrible. Like, the team's never going to be good ever again. They're awful. Um, you're getting paid a bunch of money, so everyone's angry at you. Like, they're just mad at you. They're in your pockets constantly. They're fucking blaming you for everything. Uh, and anything you say is going to be wrong. You're not going to win. And probably, like Sam Darnold, you're coming from a program where you, you found a little bit of success. And then they just go. And then, by the way, I don't know if anyone is listening to the audience. If you live in New Jersey, I'm sorry. It's the worst state that we have. Like, there, there's not a worse state than New Jersey. It's the worst place I've ever been. I think E-Rock lives there. I feel bad. I've never been to the Jersey Shore. I'll say that. But I've been all over that fucking state. It's just an awful place to live and work um, and lose and just lose every... You just spent You just spent 20 years losing to the Patriots. And by the way, you just signed up for 20 years losing to the fucking Buffalo Bills. Um, I was very happy. And the tax brackets. I mean, the tax is up there. The way of life is just awful. It's just I would never, ever want to live there. Um, and North Carolina is one of my favorite places on earth. So for him to be able to leave there... And this is all going to go away because with McCaffrey out for an extended period of time, they're not very good. They, they have some talent at wide receiver. They got some talent at defense. And I do think Matt Rule is a good coach. But um, they're probably going to struggle. They're not going to be playing the Jets and the Texans for the remainder of this. And, of course, we don't know how good that, that Saints win looks either. But they're some astronomical figure about teams that go 3-0. They're just a lock to make the playoffs. But I found myself very happy last night for Sam Darnold because I'm like, look, he went over 300 yards again. He's rushing for touchdowns. Like he did an interview after the game where like, who knew this? There was a bunch of Panthers fans in Houston because I guess they were in Houston and uh, they're all cheering for him and they're happy to see him. And I'm like, he probably hasn't had that since college. Right. And he's a Johnny football hero. I mean, like how bad should you feel for the guy? But I don't know, for whatever reason, like the whole scene was nice. I did feel bad for those injuries they had, but um they're well coached, and I think they're going to play hard. They'll probably beat a couple teams. They shouldn't. I just don't. They're not going to win the division, clearly, and I don't think they're going to have enough left in the tank at the end of the season if they keep having these big-time injuries mount up. Yeah, I didn't like when— I know you don't like the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> when Darnold was on the Jets, and it was the seeing ghosts portion of his career, right. I didn't like how— he looked so vulnerable and helpless on the field because he just didn't have a coach that believed in him. Right. He didn't have teammates that were up to par with any of the competition he was playing against, and he was just carrying 10 players on his back on offense, and he couldn't carry 11 players on defense no. either. So it was you're just watching him scramble for his life and, and try to get receivers open that aren't open or aren't getting open, and the scheme isn't working, and Adam Gase is an asshole, and he just couldn't. Did Put you see any- the shit sandwich Adam Gase was getting on social media last night? Oh, yeah. He was trending the whole game. It's fucking Darnold's out there throwing for another 300-yard performance. I think he had two the entire time he was yeah. with the Jets. That and was he, fucking crazy, and, man. And last year, people started putting it together like, oh, man, Sam Darnold is – like whenever he made big throws or, or – uh, there was one throw he rolled out to his left, he broke yeah. a tackle and threw a 40-yard uh, uh, touchdown uh, while on the run across his body. And people are like, if this was Patrick Mahomes, it would have been – Played on Sports Center. Oh, of course. A whole week long. And, you know, no fault to Patrick Mahomes, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, all that stuff. But Darnold, people are like, oh, man, Darnold actually can play. He just has no infrastructure around him to help him. And now he's in Carolina with a little bit better infrastructure. 
and we're seeing somebody who's actually competent at the quarterback position when everyone thought that he was just going to be washed up in a couple of years. Did you see the jet sweep with the tight end they called down on the goal line? They they call some fun stuff. And Chubba Hubbard was uh was good. Like he's he can he can play. And David, I felt bad for Davis Mills because Davis Mills looks the part, man. The kid that was playing for uh the Texans last night because Tyrod Taylor got hurt. I guess they remember earlier in the week I said if I was the fucking Texans, I would force the NFL's hand and say, hey, we're going to suit up Deshaun. All right, make your move, you know? But uh, I guess they don't even want to dance with that particular devil in the pale moonlight. So, you know, the, the, I, I had made a couple of uh, – we were doing some betting segments because we got a partnership with my bookie. Use the Duke's promo code, by the way, mybookie.com. They'll match your deposit. Uh, D-U-K-E-S, mybookie.ag, excuse me. Um, I, I – I, they were competitive their first two weeks, and I was kind of thinking they were going to be pluckier us against the world. Houston Astros, after banging the trash cans, we're going to fight everybody. Of course, the Astros are an excellent good team. Um, they just don't have the horses. They got Brandon Cooks, and I don't know. You tell me what else they have. Um, yeah, the other the other receivers that caught balls, uh, Jordan Akins, Anthony Miller, Rex Burkhead. I think Miller had a touchdown, actually. He I feel bad for that dude, too, because he I think he's a fairly decent slot receiver and to come from Chicago, you know, with Trubisky and all the problems, consternation they were having, then end up in Houston. That is rough. Um, I don't know. I, I it, it, People were shit. That guy, um, Anthony Lima, who hosts with our guy Ken Carmen up in uh, Cleveland, was just shitting all over the Panthers and saying, we shouldn't have divisions. This team wouldn't even be – this team would be in last place out west. But I'm like, yeah, but they're not, you know? And, and we've seen – We've seen, I mean, by that argument, you would tell me that Washington shouldn't have been in that game with Tampa last year, uh, and they gave Tampa everything they could possibly want with a backup quarterback, you know, a third quarterback, actually. Um, those are some great stories. Like, the, some, there's some great Cinderella stories that are told when there's weaker divisions to put a team in that go in there and fucking put the fear of God into some of these Goliaths that you're talking about. So, you know who um, Darnold gives me a vibe of? Who? Goff. Like, I think Darnold in the right spot. I'm not saying physically or even the way they play, but I think he could get a team, a good team, to a Super Bowl. Um, and they've got some talent there. I mean, DJ Moore is a fucking stud. And I don't – Robbie Anderson comes and goes. But if you had McCaffrey healthy and that defense is playing well and you got some home games, I could I could see him getting that team. I just don't think there's a – I don't think there's a level at him where he's even, you know, Stafford. You know what I mean? Or whatever yeah. you think that next tier is up before you start getting to the elite quarterbacks. But I do like him. I do wish him well. They just need – I mean, they have stars. They need the stars to stay healthy. Uh, I know Jeremy Chin, breakout safety. Yeah. Uh, you have – I mean, McCaffrey's the key to the team. They had three major injuries yesterday. Yeah. It's oh. no good. And also, people are shitting on like, well, what do you do? If you lose McCaffrey, you lose your whole offense. What if Derrick Henry went down? You know, like fucking pick a player. What if DeAndre Hopkins went down in fucking Phoenix? You know, like – you take your most dynamic play. It's football. People can get hurt left right. and right. So I, I don't know how you're going to hold that against them. I don't like that divisional comment either because I don't like it. It's all cyclical. I mean, Seattle in the NFC West made the playoffs in like was it 2007, seven and nine? Yes. They and now that NFC West for the last ten years has been incredibly strong. So it, it's cyclical with the with the teams in the divisions. I think. Well, the NFC. I mean, back when I was a kid, the NFC East was the best division in the fucking league and just destroyed everybody right. and. When's the last time you were able to say something like that? Yeah, I don't like it. I like divisions. I got no, I don't want. It's also fun. I guess what he wants is one through seven, whatever it would be, 16 uh, in each conference. And Mm -hmm. then you just pick the fucking top eight teams out of that. Fuck all that. The other big football story that was amazing, and I hope, I don't know if it's 100% confirmed, but it looked like it certainly was possible. Maybe you can check that out, Tor. They're adding a Monday night football game 
to the wild card weekend with this 17 game schedule and the extra wild card teams. And I know that when I back when I did sports talk, it was so fucking in vogue for all the football purists to let you know they were smarter than you. I don't want more playoff teams. I don't want more wild card teams. It deludes the product. Fuck you. I want more football and I want more playoff football and you can suck it from the back. I made that up. Um, so what they're saying is the format would be two games on Saturday. Because, by the way, the first two weeks of the NFL playoffs for me, Tor, that's the best. Everyone says March Madness or there's, you know, whenever there's playoff baseball and football and college. Like, there's different sports Christmas of the fucking year for sports fans. Yeah. Mine is wild card week and then divisional round because you've got playoff games on all fucking day is what I want. Both days, Saturday and Sunday. Um, this would be two games on Saturday, three games on Sunday, and then a Monday night playoff game. Man, give me that. And by the way, if you draw that, uh, you get a little bit of time to heal up, but then I would guess you'd have to turn around and then have a short week. They couldn't let that team play on Saturday the next week in the divisional round, I would assume. I, I, I think so. Uh, they're calling it the Super Wild Card Weekend. Give it to me. Put, put it in my butt. I actually liked I it. I want it in my butt. I know the, all the COVID shit was a nightmare last year. People didn't like it. But football <laughs> on a Tuesday, and then you, I think, oh, I think there was a couple weeks. It. We had like MLB playoffs happening because they had the short season, and you had the NBA championship, and then NFL was starting. So that was just an absolute... Uh, pardon this, Bukaki of right, sports. Right. Well, remember the Titans were like COVID central, so they were playing on like fucking Wednesday afternoon sometimes. It was very weird. But you would just go home on a Tuesday when you want to kill yourself because Tuesday is clearly the worst day of the week. Right. It's a ham and egger day. And uh, you just have a fucking playoff, uh, a football game sitting there waiting for you. I'm like, oh, thank God. I think I was up here for Bode one time and it was, you guys finished in and it was like, oh, football's on. I know, it was just, <laughs> just tremendous. Switch it over. Those other two guys skipped to the back of the room and I sat here and watched it alone. Um... <laughs> funny um all right so that's that's where we're at a uh, quick uh plug uh tonight there is no hoot but uh, tomorrow i'll be working at commonwealth dry goods uh we got the new sweatshirts my uh, we got the new uh totes we got a whole bunch of new fun stuff there we got all the halloween stuff so uh that is an old town fairfax if you'd like to come on by say hi support my small business my wife runs it it's a family endeavor it's just the two of us there uh, you can go ahead and go to at uh, Commonwealth Dry Goods on Instagram and uh, Facebook. Slide on by if you like. I'll be hanging out there all day. And you'll see me get my ear yapped off by all matter of people. I uh, spent a lot of time conversing in there on Saturday. It's always a good time. All right. What do we got up first here, Gigantor? We could start with um, Reverend Peyton. Reverend Peyton. Let's do yeah. that. I love him so much. Uh, just uh, probably the most incredible musician I've ever seen, but what a very interesting figure. And him and his uh, wife are two of the best people that I know and uh, very successful with their band. Hopefully you guys check them out on Spotify. And then if you like what you hear, and I bet that you will, uh, you start buying the records and going out to the shows because they're absolutely stupendous. Let's catch up with Rev Payton on The Chad Duke Show. Hey, everyone. If you haven't become a Facebook supporter of The Chad Duke Show or want more information, head to Chad Duke Show on Facebook and click the Supporter Hub tab. It's $5 a month. You'll get access to all the video content from our bonus shows and Friday night hoot nannies. It's the Chad Duke Show on a good-looking Thursday, everybody. We're going to get to our gambling selections in just a couple of few, but whenever this gentleman has a moment, I always have to have him on the program because, yeah, well, him and his band are one of my, group of my favorite people 
on the planet. They are playing the Bright Box Theater tonight in Winchester, 8 p.m. You can go to brightboxwinchester.com for details. And, of course, social media at Big Damn Band on Twitter and Instagram. He is one-third of UFOs Are Real and the Government Has Approved It podcast, which everybody loves so much. The great Reverend Peyton joins me on the Brinko Solutions Hotline. Rev, it is great to catch up, buddy. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, man. We're out here you know, on tour with ZZ Top. We've had uh, an incredible time. We are. Uh, it just feels good. Honestly, brother, it feels good to be out with anybody. But, you know, it, Billy Gibbons is one of my absolute heroes. So this has been an incredible month. Um, there's a, been a lot going on in my life. But, man, getting back up on stage and playing that damn guitar has, is just it kind of I don't know, man. It's hard to explain, but it's uh, it's made everything worth it. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet. Um, I, well, there's so much I wanted to ask you about that. I'm, I'm a huge ZZ Top fan, as you know. Um, they're just a uh, tremendous rock group. And it, Billy Gibbons is a guy that we were talking about this a little bit yesterday, that everybody on the planet, if they're even a casual fan or a hardcore they know who that guy is. Like he's kind of that next level of fame, um, and a lot of that has to do with his look. I mean, there's nobody else that guy could be. You're kind of regaling me of what it's like being around him and seeing what he goes through when, when absolutely everybody walking the streets of the town that you guys are playing in seems to know who he is. Yeah, I'm, I mean, he he can't go anywhere, right? I mean, like, like let's face it, you know, he, he goes to the he, he goes to the the grocery store. And the whole place stops and they flip out. Um, I, I didn't really, I don't know why. I, I mean, I didn't kind of take that into consideration, you know, with this whole deal. I, 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 uh, I mean, as much as, as Billy Gibbons, I've been a fan of him my whole life. I mean, we're talking 50 years as easy top. They they're celebrating, you know, out here 50 years of, of, of doing this. I mean, he, they, they play for an hour and a half and it's an hour and a half of songs, you know, radio hits. You know, I mean, it's, it's incredible. So I don't know why I didn't expect it to be that way, but I, I just, didn't quite understand the level of fame that, that he has, you know, I mean, he can't go anywhere because it's not just easy top fans. Right. I mean, everybody knows who Billy Gibbons is, you know, because everybody, even if you're not a huge easy top fan, you know, easy top music. I mean, it's a part of our, our, our life. I mean, think about how many movies you've seen sharp dressed man in. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just hard to, hard to imagine, but you know, what's cool about it though, man, is that he could be any way he wanted to be. Right literally any way he wanted to be. He's got the, he's got the money, the success, the everything. He could be any way he wanted to be. And on day one of the tour, he comes up to me to welcome me on the tour. And he says, Hey man, you're going to play that song where everybody's wearing green in the laundromat. <laughs> and I go, yes, I am. <laughs> he goes, good. That's a great song. Make sure you play that one. And I mean, he, that's the way he was from, from, from the, the second that we started the tour. He's, he gave me this rare guitar pedal, a reverb pedal. He wanted me to try it. He goes, you take it, and, and if you like it, you keep it. He goes, nah, you keep it either way. He goes, if you don't like it, sell it. And then, I mean, like that's just the way he is. He's just been really cool, man. He's just been really kind, and he's just a, like, he'll just hang out. He comes out, and he, you know, and he comes off his bus in his pajamas, right? He's got always got matching pajamas on. He comes off in his pajamas, and he just kind of hangs out, you know? And then we talk guitars and or anything, you know? Like, we were talking about houses the other day. You know, he was talking to me about the JFK assassination the other night, said his buddy found some new evidence or something. He wanted to send it to me. I couldn't wait. I'm like, brother, you are speaking my language. You don't even understand. This is uh, I cannot wait 
to hear what what he has to say about all that. So we, I mean, we've just been having a great time, man. It's been awesome. And then in between, like those guys have days off, and then you know they go and like do day off things, and then but we have to work. So we 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 filled up almost all the days off with uh, with shows, and that's where we're going. Why we're going to be in Winchester tomorrow doing our own show, exactly. playing our big full set. Because uh, you know that's one thing about these sets on this tour, brother. They've been short. It is quick and dirty. We get up there and we do a short set, and then we get out of the way. And uh, so it's it's been kind of weird. We haven't done those in a long time, but actually it's been kind of fun to do that too. To be honest with you, once we got once we got you know sort of in the swing of it, you know. When the bands get on the road, all the days run together. But Rev and Breezy and Max will be in Winchester tonight. Actually, Thursday night, as you are listening to this, eight That's p.m. Right, yeah. Brightboxwinchester.com for details. It's a fun little room. I, I got to ask you about that, Rev. Like whenever I've done stand-up comedy, I've, you do what you call warm-up shows, where you go in front of people that don't know who you are and you try your jokes out you see what works and what doesn't and it's a completely different experience than when you go up in front of people that know who you are and what you do um i would imagine zz top fans are going to be amenable to your brand of music most people are but you guys haven't had to do that in a while i mean generally when you're going you're big enough where you go to a town it's like hey our fans will show up and support our show we don't need to open for anybody but i I don't know a band alive that wouldn't want to open for zz top um what is that like going out and trying to win over a crowd because i imagine you probably haven't had to do much of that over the past few years well you know me i've I, I stress about things, and uh, I stressed about this for months in advance of this. I spent untold hours thinking about what my set was going to look like, how I'm going to fashion this set into something that is going to condense an entire lifetime of music down into something that I can, you know, both introduce myself and win over these people, you know. Um, I it, it has been absolutely nerve-wracking, and... Because you're right, we haven't had to do it, and and you're totally right. You know better than anybody. You get up there in front of people that are your own fans, and you can kind of do whatever you want. You know, they're they're with you. They're there's like, oh, you want to do something stupid that don't work? That's okay. We love you anyway. You're gonna the next. We'll we'll catch you on the next song. But these people, that ain't the way it is. Because you know we have fans out there, but not as many as there for ZZ Top sure. for God's sakes. So we're we're trying to we're trying to, to 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 win these people over. That's the whole idea behind a tour like this. So. Um, it is nerve wracking, but man, it has been, uh, it's been better than I thought it would be. To be honest with you, it's been better than I thought it would be. And I, I always thought that going out with ZZ Top would be a, a perfect match for us. And I think that it really is. And, you know, Billy last night, he, he came up to me and he goes, Hey, what do you think this crowd response has been? And I go, Well, I, I think it's been good. He goes, It has been good. They love you. So, oh, that's good. Yeah. You know, so it was, uh, it was, it, I, I think that pretty much sums it up. It's been, it's been really good. So, like the first couple of days, I was a nervous wreck. I was, I was fit to be tied. I was not even good to be around. I'm like, no one wants to even talk to me because I'm, I'm, I'm just so, I'm, so, I'm a ball of nerves. But the, the last few days, man, it's been easy. We get up there, we play our set, and the crowds are great. We walk off stage. ZZ Top goes up there, and they are ZZ Top, which is incredible just to see happen. And, you know, I, I love watching Billy play, man. He's he, he, we're talking about one of the most effortless players I've, I've ever watched. It's just like it just if Billy Gibbons just comes out, he wakes up in the morning and he's Billy Gibbons. He can't help but be Billy Gibbons. It's the coolest thing. Do you um, I forgot, Rev, because you and I talked about you going on this tour. But I know there's been with the way COVID is, there's been some hiccups as there is with everything. Were, were you with those guys? Were you around them when Dusty Hill passed away? Because that was you know, extraordinarily recently, and this is their first tour. They had to send him home, I think, in the middle of this tour, and then, unfortunately, you know, he passed away. Were you around when that was happening? 
No, that happened right before we we showed up, and I thought for I, I was con- I was like, well, this this tour is over. You know, that's the end of that. Uh, our whole fall that we had planned on is uh, over. What are we gonna do now? But Billy, he he messaged everybody and said, no, this the, the show must go on. This show this tour is gonna happen, and and uh, they've got their guitar tech uh, Elwood playing bass, and actually they had been working on that for a while because Dusty I think had been had had some health issues. And he wanted Elwood to replace him while he was gone. So they had been kind of uh, getting Elwood ready to take over, you know, at least on a temporary basis uh, for a while. And Elwood had been their guitar tech for 30 years. And, you know, from experience, I, I you know, Max, he was my guitar tech before yeah. he was my drummer. So I, I, I actually think that's really cool. I love it that someone comes out and they do a good job and they get a better job, you know. So it's, it's you know, it's, I mean, it's definitely sad that, that Dusty's gone. I mean, there's a, a lot of the, the crew has been with them for a long time and they miss their friend, you know, but at the same time, Elwood's been their friend too. He's been on the road with them for 30 years. So they were, uh, you know, pretty, I think they're all ha- really happy for him too. And he's doing a great job, man. I mean, really, I've seen ZZ Top going back. I mean, live, I've seen them for, I, I think the first time I saw it was 12 years ago. Uh, and I've seen them all, you know, several times since then. And, uh, they are there's easy top yeah. you know what i mean like it's still easy top like if someone was like oh man i don't know if i want to go see it it's like it's like brother it's easy top you know B- billy gibbons is still billy gibbons up there and uh it is still absolutely incredible it's a uh, it's a great tour I, I was really happy to see you guys paired up with them i, I saw and rev you've been you guys have uh literally toured the entire world we were having some fun with you and monk talking about just the places you've fished but you played a lot of interesting rooms and you've also spending as much time in europe as you guys have had i mean europe is just older than america like you're in places that have been around before this country was uh even a, a you know a blip but i saw a post you did on instagram where you were in um i think it was the orpheum in memphis <clears throat> on beale street and That's right. uh, i've i've visited there Memphis has got. And this is my opinion. You don't have. If this, you don't feel the same way. Please feel free to express that. Memphis had a different feel for me. I, I don't know if it's Elvis. I don't know if it's all the blues that went through there. I don't know if it's Sun Studios. Like it just felt like it was steeped in. I don't want to say mystery, but it just has a different vibe than other places I've gone to to see shows and kind of consume what happened there musically. And you posted this great video where you're kind of in the in the you basically said, I'm communing with spirits. You know, I'm talking to people because they say that's what happens in the basement of this place. Do you have that same feeling about that town and playing in those buildings? Because it certainly was palpable when I was there. Oh, man, absolutely. I mean, just walking up and down Beale, man. I mean, from 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 Beale Street to the Peabody, you know, watching those crazy ducks walk in. I mean, the whole thing is just magical. And, you know, we were able to record there uh, in 2019, right before the coronavirus shut things down with Steve Cropper at Sun Studios. And, I mean, that was incredible. And then now, you know, we were able to play right on Beale in the Orpheum Theater, the big ancient theater, been there since the, the 1920s. And, you know, with ZZ Top, man. So, like, before the show, man, I was trying really hard to calm down. And I was like, they told me that the basement was haunted. And I went down there with my guitar. And, and I'm, it, it's just, you know, it's very hard surface down there. So, it's lots of echoes running around. That, that guitar was running up and down the hallway, the sounds, you know, coming back. And I was, I just thought, man, I'm going to sit here and I'm just going to try to calm myself down. So, I'm playing calming, calming notes, you know, calming melodies to try to calm myself down. I just sort of felt it, man. I felt like there were spirits there, you know? And, uh, so I, I was like, man, I'm going to, I'm going to make a video and see if, uh, 
if I capture anything, you know. So that that's what that was that video. But it's cool. It, it's a special place, man. It is. Jeez. It is, and it's it's rare that it's palpable. Like I I don't know what it is because I I you you're completely right. Like we we're walking up and down Beale felt different. Like just going to those studios were all. I mean, you're talking about like Howlin' Wolf. I mean, go down the list. Carl Perkins, just all the people that were there, and then of course you got the million dollar quartet and everything else that took place. It's just a spectacular place to visit. Man, have you ever thought about what it would be like? Let's go. I go back to 1955, sure. right? And Howlin' Wolf and Elvis and Johnny Cash and Muddy Waters and Carl Perkins, all that is brand new. Yeah. You turn on the radio and then those voices come out of the radio for the first time. And all that was happening in Memphis. You know, that was it. That was the spot. That was Music City for that stuff back then, you know. It may, maybe we'll feel the same way in 50 years about Justin Bieber and Megan the Stallion, but I, I kind of doubt it. So, yeah, I mean, that would have been, been unbelievable. Um, looking forward to the show tonight. Brightbox, you guys have played there before. Always a great time. Um, it's going to be, I imagine, refreshing for you to get out there and just play in front of your people. And I know if there was anybody that was chomping at the bit through COVID, I, I talked to you a couple times on the phone. I was like, damn, I'm a little worried about Rev. Like, he needs to get up in front of some people. And your live streams are great, and people enjoy all that. But uh, it sounds like you really are enjoying the process of oh, you know, music, brother, music I was, and friends. I was worried about me, too. I was worried <laughs> about me, too. I, I ain't going to lie. But, it, uh, you know, we, it, we're, we're making it through. I mean, you know, it's, it's still weird out here, brother. I ain't gonna lie to you. It's weird out here. You know, it's still kind of, there's still, you know, stuff floating around and it's, it's weird, but man, I am not going to take any inch of this for granted. Like I am very excited to be out here. I'll, I'll take it any way I can get it. You know what I mean? I've been playing into that to, to, a, to a phone and a camera for a year and a half. I'm ready to play for some, for some people, you know? Yeah. Hey, when you met Steve Earl, I met Steve Earl. Uh, he was the nicest fucking guy I've ever met. Like he was just the coolest dude. Did you have the same experience? Because he can get, you know, he speaks his mind and he can get political on stage. And sometimes he rubs people the wrong way. But God, I've been such a big fan of his music. And when I met him, he was such a nice guy. It's it's always rewarding when that happens. Oh man, he was the, he was super nice, man. I love playing with him. I I would I would go out on tour with that guy in in, in a heartbeat if, if they asked us to. He was and his band was awesome too. They're all really nice people. Like, and I, I loved his show. I thought his show was fantastic. I was actually really impressed because you know Steve Roswell's guys like I've been listening to him my whole life too. You know, and uh, and like you said, you know, like what's his show going to be like? Is it going to be this? Going to be that? There's a lot of like questions. But they went up there and, and I, I thought they did a, an awesome show. I was really impressed. His, all all the players his band were fire hot and um you know i was also like i mean i'm, I'm a steve roll fan but you know you, you're kind of like like deep, even deep in his catalog you're sort of like man i know all these songs yeah this is great and he's got about a thousand different ways he can sound which is a compliment i pay you all the time is like there's 15 different genres that i hear in your music and he can do country he can do rock he can do rhythm and blues like he can do he can do it all um and shredding on the mandolin is a very difficult thing to do and he does it is he man it and well. he, he, is, he is, <laughs> and and man i mean let's face it you know like when when songs like copperhead road come on I mean, it's like deep down, like embedded in the fabric of your DNA at this point. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, geez, how long? I've been listening to that song my whole life. You know, there's someone like, oh, man, they said I heard someone like someone out, out was saying something about Copperhead Road recently. I, mean, I said, I said, listen, man, I don't care if you, you, you may have heard that song too many times, but I don't think I could hear that song too many times. That is a perfect song. They don't get better than Copperhead Road. So it, when I go see Steve Earle. I want him to play that song. I don't care that, that you think it, that you know your local bar band has overplayed it. I don't care. 
Like, this is Steve Earle, the guy that wrote it playing it. I want to hear him do it. Yeah, it's like the, I always say, California Dreaming by the Mamas and the Papas. Like, I've heard that song seven billion times, and there's no burn factor. And Copperhead Road is is like that. Like, I can burn out on songs as good as anybody, but there's some that hold up no matter how many times you've heard it. Um, you, you, you know the affection we have for this band. Go check them out tonight, brightboxwinchester.com. They're playing at 8 o'clock, live music, handmade music with instruments that don't get no better, at Big Damn Band on Twitter and Instagram as well. Rev, get, get yourself a cat nap. We're big believers in the power nap here on this show. I think you've earned that now. Go back to bed in the van. <laughs> Thanks, you I can't on, wait man. to see you live and in person. Uh, I, we're going to have a big time. Absolutely tremendous. Always great when the big damn band comes to town. You're listening to the Chad Duke Show. Whether you're drinking by the fire, getting ready to send it into Arlington like your boy, or just trying to find an escape from your eight kids. Make sure you check out the Chad Duke Show playlist on Spotify. And just go to chaddukeshow.com slash music for the official link to your new favorite playlist. Hey everybody, it's Tor coming back at you on a Friday. You know what that means. I'm talking about Manscaped, but I gotta be honest with you guys. I feel like I've been a little biased talking about the Lawnmower 4.0 electric trimmer. It is a fantastic product, but I know not everybody is a fan of grooming their balls with an electric razor. It is sometimes a little bit overwhelming, so what I can also recommend to you for Manscaped, this is something I can fully endorse, the Crop Shaver. It is a three-blade groin razor, and it is as smooth as a razor I've had. This is not a razor where the blades go dull after a month. It is a fantastic razor. It is not cumbersome. It is a small, lightweight, versatile razor that you can get in all the turns, anything that you needed to get done. So if you're ever feeling like the Lawnmower 4.0 uh, is a little bit too much. You can also get the Crop Shaver. It is a precise trim. It is a very, very clean shave. Additionally, haven't got enough love out to the formulations from Manscaped. They have anti-chafing ball deodorants, ultra-premium body wash, grow wash, ball toner, and refresher. They have anything that you can imagine for down there care. And that's not all, everybody. I'm not just pitching this to you without a code. And that code is Dukes for 20% off and free shipping. So if you're going to go to manscaped.com and purchase one of their fantastic products, make sure to use the code Dukes, that's D-U-K-E-S, for 20% off and free shipping. That's code Dukes for 20% off and free shipping. Your balls will thank you. Big Shoot is gaming and he wants you to be a part of it. Head over to Chad Duke Show Gaming on Facebook, turn on your notifications, and you'll know when Shooter is going live. Tune in to see big finishing moves, tall vampire ladies, and samurais in Tsushima. Follow Chad Duke Show Gaming to get all the info you need on any of the giveaways that take place as well. All right, are we going to do some BMI, boys? I'd love to. All right, did you eat something this weekend? Who the fuck am I? Who the fuck am I asking? What a dumb question. This is the Body Mass Index on the Chad Dukes Show. The Immortal Soil is going to be the name of my first album when it comes out. So uh, so Sunday we were talking about uh, a place that you, I, I didn't even know it existed, but Hangry Joe's Chicken. Well, to give it context, Dan, man, we I brought up, hey, I, I drove past a place called Hangry Joe's. It looks like it's a hot chicken joint. And then Aunt Joe just started <laughs> screaming and yelling and cursing at me and saying he discovered it. It's his joint. He told us about it months ago, and I'm like, I, I guess, Joe. It, 
It's the third time in about six months I've just been leveled in my own home by a friend. He al- he also said it's not open yet. And then he also said... And it, it very much is open. Yeah, yeah, that he's never been there. And they've been open for months. Apparently. And I, I don't know. I was like, Joe, how did you discover it? Like, you've, if you've never been there, you didn't know it was open and you've never brought it up. Yeah. Like, That's my fucking place, dudes. <laughs> you fat fuck. And I was like, all right, dude, I'm sorry. I just drove by a place I saw. It, so... So I looked at the menu while we were watching football on Sunday, menu. and it actually looked really good. They have right. um, University of Men. <laughs> some some of the uh, items they have is a chicken sando, which is a chicken breast, cider slaw, pickle, hangry sauce, and brioche bun. I'd like to say this just to start. I hate the term hangry. I fucking hate it. Everyone yeah, I- hangry. Everyone does that bit on Instagram, but I do love hot chicken joints, so I'm a little. Well conflicted. Yeah, I feel like that term really blew up too when that uh, snowboarder set it on air at, at the Winter Olympics or I have something. No idea what and you're then I've about. heard it ever since. But uh, they also have chicken and waffles, Korean chicken nuggets. They had uh, five different seasoning for your for your for your uh, chicken. What? They had no seasoning, plain. That's which not is seasoning, a, just for the record. <laughs> I, I didn't count. I, oh, I did count. The Cubs record. baseball cards, no Cubs available. <laughs> did you they, see that tweet? <laughs> Fucking boob. They had plain, which is still a little spicy, mild, medium, hot, and then angry, which you have to sign a waiver to try that oh, one. Okay. And I saw... It's a gimmick. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, definitely right. gimmicky, Bad and there gimmick. was two college kids there with their girlfriends, and both of oh, them Oh, so you tried went? It. Oh, yeah, yeah, I went. Oh, okay. Um, and, and after they ate that, that angry one... Uh, th- both of them immediately just took their drinks and went outside, and they were profusely sweating. So yeah. there's no chance I would try that. Um, it kind of reminds me of uh, Joe Chunmon's. Uh, so it was. It, is it? Is it? Because Joe Chunmon's is Korean wings, though. Is it a Korean joint? Uh, it it what it didn't appear to be a Korean joint. Well, then why did it, it remind you of Joe Chunmon? Just the 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 flavor of the seasonings reminded me of that. Oh, okay. Um, so I had the medium. Well, that, that's not good, though, because Joe Chungman is all or nothing. They had, like, ginger soy or, like, triple hot. Like, they, there's not middle ground there. Yeah, so the, these there was definitely middle ground. So yeah. I had, first of all, I had chicken and waffles, which was four chicken tenders. Um, the waffles, it, which made which is made with, like, a funnel waffle with maple syrup and honey butter. Jesus Christ. Um, the chicken tenders were... Really good, really well cooked. Oh, they, you enjoy chicken tenders? <laughs> I hate chicken tenders. Right. Uh, they weren't dried out. They were just perfectly cooked. The They're crust, never dried out. The, the breading on the chicken tenders never once. was really nice and crispy. It was amazing. Um, so for the chicken and waffles, I was, I, look, I love chicken and waffles. How many entrees <laughs> did you order? Well, I, I had the chicken and waffles, and then I had. I asked the guy if I, and this was probably a real pain in the ass thing for him to do, but I wanted to try a wing with uh, plain, mild, and medium. I didn't go all the way to hot because I'll, I'll explain in a minute. Um, you don't have to explain in a minute. You can just say you're a <laughs> pussy. Yes, I'm a giant pussy. <laughs> There's the explanation right there. And after seeing those guys eat the angry, I was scared. <laughs> I was overdue. Yeah, this is the Body Mass Index. It's getting real quiet in here. You notice that? He needed to catch his breath. He can drive. I mean, he ran out of air right in front of us. So the chicken and waffles was ten dollars. The chicken tenders were a, lo- a, a good size. The waffles were were you know normal waffle size as well. Compared to other chicken and waffles places, this may be my favorite. Um, I just love the way that the, the the sauce that they used on the chicken, and for price of ten dollars, I'm going to give that a four. 
Uh, I've had less expensive chicken and waffles, but I've also had way more expensive chicken and waffles. Uh, so I, I thought ten bucks was a pretty good deal for four tenders and waffles. Considering how much you told us you spent at fucking Wendy's last week. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it does sound pretty good. Do you think they'll raise their prices once they're more established? I bet they do. Uh, unfortunately, I think they will. There's two loca- locations in Virginia right now, and the guy was saying that they're probably going to expand because they've been doing really well. So hot chicken yeah. joints are very popular right now. Very yeah. popular. Yeah, definitely. Right. Um, so, you, sounds like you enjoyed it. Oh, I really enjoyed the chicken chicken and waffles. So overall, I'm going to give those a four or five. Uh, the taste was a five. They just nailed it. Chick, there's nothing better than chicken and waffles. As far as all the seasonings, the plain seasoning. What's that, Tor? Don't, don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> you think he's saying chicken and waffles I, a lot? Yeah, I got to keep looking. I gotta, <laughs> I got to put myself at LSU right now. Just, there's about 700 fucking chicken and waffles references. <laughs> Go ahead, Amen. So the plain sauce had a little bit of kick to it. It wasn't, um, it, it wasn't really like a, a plain as in like it, it didn't have spice. I would almost consider it more of a mild sauce. Um, the mild was pretty spicy. Um, I, I honestly was sweating from the mild sauce, and my eyes were like tearing up. And I took one bite of the medium and. It reminded me of that really hot one from Joe Chumon's where it, it at first didn't taste crazy hot and then my mouth was on fire. So I, I had a hot chicken tender. I didn't even try it. But I would definitely highly recommend Angry, angry I, Joe's. I just don't know how you could recommend it when you don't like spicy chicken and it seems like the whole premise of the place is a spicy chicken joint. Well, I would definitely go and get the mild ones. I just, yeah, or or the, you know, maybe the medium ones if I was prepared. But it is, I for me, <laughs> I don't. I'm not a real big fan of cake, mm-hmm. so I don't go to a lot of fucking bakeries. You know, I, cake is not anything I'm interested in, so I wouldn't go into a bakery. Well, they had the they had like the chicken sandwiches. They had other options as well. I don't, I, I'm just saying the premise. Like, I wouldn't walk into oh. a bar if I wasn't looking to have a drink. You know, it's yeah. just kind of an interesting. Uh, I, I think you and, and your wife would love this. Place. Yeah, I think we would. I think. I, well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. If she's into that shit. She's fucking telling you, man. If you saw, she eats seaweed. You know, like if you watch snacks that she makes for herself, this will be like a. She has the weird. I I, I have I've tried to get her. To let me take pictures of her snacks just so I can post them. <laughs> but it's just too weird. It's like pickled asparagus. And then she'll just eat cloves of garlic. Like she'll just throw oh, them right really? in there. She's been skinny her fucking whole life. I mean, I think that's what you have to do. Yeah. You can't do what, what I do. <laughs> what we do. <laughs> you can't do what I do. All right. So you would have recommended is what you're saying. Yeah. Especially if you like spicy chicken. All right. Well, you don't, though. <laughs> that's wrong. This is the Body Mass Index on the Chad Dukes Show. All right, what did you bring in here for us to enjoy today? So I went to Giant today, and I found a couple of treats. Um, I'll grab one out of the fridge here in a second. But I saw this Cheetos bag of bones, cinnamon and sugar flavored Cheetos, uh, and they are in the shapes of bones. So I figured I'd grab this bag, and we could try these. I like the bag of bones every year. I don't know if I've ever had the cinnamon sugar ones, but they um, they do the white cheddar ones uh, for Halloween every year. I've always enjoyed the bag of bones. And they also had the flaming Hot ones this year. I saw those as as well flaming hot bags of bones mm-hmm. all right fair enough there you go so they're just normal cheetos but they're in the the they look like skeletons tour hopefully no one writes jokes about them because then you won't sell a laugh for any reason whatsoever and by the way thank you to everybody that had my back yesterday on social media where are you going you going to piss his pants just fell down there. Right. see that his pants are just completely around his ankles you pick up in a little jog though i mean this is as fast as i've ever seen it move so i gotta give him credit for that but you are leaving in the middle of the show yeah, that's a live mic. That's yeah. a dead mic right there. Because He's talking into a mic that isn't. Uh, I just realized that my uh, next thing for us to try, <laughs> I needed these uh, cups. Well, let's talk about these first. Yep. 
These are awesome. You don't yeah. like them? I taste butter. Mm-hmm. I'm a little confused, I think. Sexually? No. <laughs> no, just regarding the Cheetos. By the way, it's like if you came in here and said, I'm tall. <laughs> I like sweatpants. We know, Tor. We know what your opinion of bacon is. It's an M with lots of other M's behind it. Those are great. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of tastes like if Cinnamon Toast Crunch was good. You know, Cinnamon Toast Crunch like completely just turns into a fucking sloppy mess the second you pour fucking uh, milk onto it. Yeah, sure. And it's just golden grams. It really in. is. Um, those are excellent. <clears throat> I'd like to pour some milk on those and see if they could turn into a cereal. Um, sweet snacks to me are not as uh, infinitely snackable as spicy or salty snacks where you can just sit there and crush that whole bag. I could eat a whole bag of the white cheddar bag of bones. I don't think I could eat a whole bag of those, but they taste really good. Um, cinnamon sugar is there. And again, the uh, buttery undertone almost makes it give it give it that um, cinnamon roll type of flavor too because any good cinnamon roll is heavily butter based i've found so um yeah those are real good man i like those i would give those probably a maybe a three and a half just to be conservative but closer to a four those are a good snack yeah i agree the uh the buttery taste definitely brings that whole snack together i like that it is uh, a nice crisp to it um And overall, I think they did a good job of not making it too sweet and enjoyable for everybody else. He did a good this job. The body mass index. He's getting better. He's like, it's like the short time at the Apollo. Like, fuck, when that big cane comes out, he knows to wrap it up. I'd give it a 4-5. I don't know if I was having... 4-5? Jesus. I don't know if I could separate the, the, the cinnamon sugar, which was very good on it. What about the whipped cream? I could... I, I couldn't necessarily separate that from the idea of a cheesy Cheeto. Oh, okay. So I can see that. For me, it was still, it's still, I, if I had more, I, I'd be all in. You could have some more if you like. I, I'm okay. <laughs> if it had a graham cracker crust, too, I think I you'd th- be oh, in. Oh, yeah, I think you'd be all in. But it was a, that's a pretty good snack. That, that's a good snack. All right, good. What's the number, stupid? I'd give it a, th- I'd probably give it a three, five, second try, first time, three. So what's the- Three. Three right now for me. What the fuck does that I, even I don't mean? know. It tasted it cheesy. And also, brother, you've been doing this for almost time. a year now. Come yeah. on, come I'll on. Give it a three. You can talk about snacks. I have confidence in your ability to talk about snacks. All right, what do we got here, man? I know this uh, is a fluid. Yes, this is a fluid. So I found the uh, fall favorites aisle at Giant, and oh, they wow. had a whole bunch of different stuff. Uh, this is a apple cider flavored seltzer water. Huh. So uh, I figured I'd give this a try. That we could give it a try here on the show. Next time be better, maybe if you iced it down a little bit. It's pretty warm. Um, I get a little pumpkin spice in there. Um, apple seltzer water is not common. I drink a lot of bubbly water, and I can't even tell you if I've ever seen just a straight apple flavored. And the apple part of this is on the nose is actually pretty good, but it goes into like um whatever the cider, the mold spices are. That don't work. It reminds me of those uh fucking Bud Light seltzers we had on Friday night. It's not terrible. And, and maybe this could be, like, I don't know if there's a type of Kettle One or Grey Goose or one of those flavored vodkas. If they make an apple vodka, um, it'd probably be pretty good over ice, like a nice light cocktail. Um, it, it it has a purpose, I think. And if it was colder, it'd probably be better also. Uh, yeah, I agree. If it was colder, it probably would be better. Um, I I. I I could taste the apple. This might be, uh, I hate to say it, but my least favorite si- uh, seltzer that I've had. Um, I, oh, I like M&M. all the bob- bubblies. 
I like uh, some of the ones that you guys have here in the back, but I didn't. I was expecting more of an apple cidery taste, I guess. Um, and the aftertaste is a little weird to me. I'm going to give it a two. It's because it's all that mulling stuff. Because with a cider, you have spices and shit like that, and it's not just apple. If it was just apple flavored, I think it'd be pretty good. I didn't mind it. Um, the uh, you actually put me on to the uh, bubbly seltzers and the seltzer game early on in the Which show. Which is crazy because now I feel like you're heavy in the game. Oh yeah, especially you're with chained the, up with the with the non-alcoholic <laughs> seltzers. Uh, I've definitely been put on. And I actually, I didn't mind this one. It tasted like I got the little hint of the apple cider in it. I kind of appreciated that. And I've also, I never thought that there could be an apple bubbly seltzer type drink. And uh, I didn't mind it. I thought I'd give it a, a three five. It is weird that there isn't more of just a standard apple bubbly. Like, I wonder if that's a flavor they have trouble I with. It's odd. I don't know. The apple juice zealots all over the, the, the country that claim that they love apple juice so much more than orange juice. I don't run into these people all that yeah, often. They're where, awful. Where are they? You just, all, just have a conversation. Are the, you related to a couple of them, maybe? Uh, Sounds like maybe you are. Do you live with a cute few of them? No, cute, no, no. no. Cute We're, few of them. <laughs> orange juice household. I met a cute <laughs> few of them. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know why? Because Dado decided they're an orange juice child. Let me guess. It's the big generic chug from Giant, too, isn't it? You ain't getting no Tropicana. You ain't getting no fucking Minute Maid. You ain't getting none of that shit. You ain't getting no Trop 50, no calcium added. You ain't getting no Five Alive. You ain't getting the shit. body mass index on the Chad Duke show. They get that big thing. They actually, get, they actually give you a dollar to take the shit out of the fucking store. Take this shit. From concentrate, it's 100% concentrate. This October 9th, we will be at Flying Ace Farm in Lovettsville, Virginia for our inaugural annual Chad Duke Show Fish Fry and Sasquatch Hunt featuring Headlock Gaming's Mortal Kombat Tournament, the first ever Chad Duke Show Bass Fishing Tournament, the return of the Chad Duke Show Wiffle Ball Invitational, Mr. Kenny Kidd DJing after the live podcast, we got raffles and much, much more. So make sure to clear your schedule for Saturday, October 9th at Flying Ace Farm. Let me go ahead and uh, I want to run a couple of these past you, Tor. You ready? Oh, yeah. All right, I, uh, I'm writing skeleton jokes. My, my, my goal is a skeleton joke book where I would write enough skeleton jokes where I could put them all together, maybe get somebody to do some illustrations. You know what I mean? Maybe I'll do the illustrations. They won't be good, but something like that where you can put it out maybe even if it's online. Uh, you, you remember the original joke, right? Yes, I do. Skeleton did. walks into the bar, uh, orders a beer and a mop. Okay. I'm going to tell you right now, none of my jokes are as good as that one. <laughs> gotcha. All right, you ready? Uh-huh. Do you want my best one or my worst one? Let's start with the worst one. The worst one? Mm-hmm. Um, a skeleton rides into town and asks the town marshal, where's a good place for a guy like me to hang around? The marshal responds to the gallows. <laughs> what do you think? Thumbs up. What do you call a dog-owning skeleton? I don't know. What do you call a dog-owning skeleton? Self-destructive. <laughs> These are gold. Skeleton walks into a bar, walks up to the bartender and asks, is it a little drafty in here? Oh, God. Why are you, why are you rubbing your face? Just, this is, this is, these are like the tired high jokes when you're just so tired that everything's funny. Dracula and Frankenstein are sitting at a bar discussing supernatural dating scene. Both of them agreed they preferred dating skeletons because you're guaranteed to bone on the first date. Why are you getting up from the table? Why are you getting up from the table? What's the difference between a skeleton and a mummy? I don't know. What is the difference? 
36 rolls of Charmin and several tax brackets. Oh, because the mummy's rich. Because only the pharaohs got turned into mummies. Come on. It's going to make you think. These are my skeleton jokes for anybody that's touring. I'm going to tell them all today. These are all the ones that I have written so far. Are you ready? Yeah. A skeleton opened a barbecue restaurant in my neighborhood. Unfortunately, the business collapsed right after the first customer ordered ribs. (laughs) Come on, man. That's a rib joke. Get it? Because, like, if you took all of his ribs, the skeleton would fall over. Yeah. You get uh, it? Then he can't cook. He can't cook <laughs> He anymore. can't serve the community. This is my best skeleton joke. <laughs> okay. You ready? Yep. This is my best skeleton joke. Hit me. By far, this is my best skeleton joke. And if you steal this joke, I need to be given credit because this joke is going to be on fire for the Halloween season. This is going to be told all around the area. Water coolers, watering holes, everywhere. Ready? Yeah. A skeleton applied for a job with a local marching band as a xylophone player. On the application, there was a section that asked, why should we hire you over over other xylophone applicants? To which the skeleton responded, I don't need a xylophone. (laughs) Come on, man. That's fucking gold right there. Based off a classic cartoon imagery. (laughs) Yeah, skeleton dance. Absolutely. By the way, I'm gonna. This so starts the port the portion of the season where I watch the skeleton dance 300 times a day, every day. Uh, I, I one. I have one last one. Oh, okay. You're not gonna get this one, I don't think. It's kind of a grease man skeleton joke. Okay. Weird, right? What does the skeleton say? Waddle doodle. <laughs> a skeleton orders a martini at the bar. The bartender asks him, "How would you like it?" To which the skeleton responds, "Really." Get it? It's if it was grease. Bone dry, (laughs) bone dry. (laughs) Thank you. Appreciate you guys tuning into the show. (laughs) We got a bonus show coming up on Thursday night. All right, I don't know if goat's gonna be have that. That's you might get a good. You'll get a big pop from goat. Just from goat. Yeah, my wife didn't get that one either. That's probably not gonna make the book. I also wrote down. What is a skeleton's greatest enemy? And I didn't answer, write a punchline for that. So I wonder where my head was going there. Dogs? I guess it would be dogs, but I already had the dog joke. Oh, yeah. Remember the self-destructive joke? Mm-hmm. I've been telling you, man, that xylophone joke is fucking gold. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't like that one as much as I did. <laughs> we doing a film breakdown now? Well, I just, you know, <laughs> out of all the jokes, I thought that would be the one that got over. And clearly I was mistaken. <laughs> oh, God. Clearly, I was mistaken. If you're feeling hungry, go check out the show's presenting sponsor, Monk's Barbecue in Percival, Virginia. You can follow Monk's on Twitter and Instagram at Monk's BBQ. That's at Monk's BBQ on Instagram and Twitter. Ah, it's some fun stuff, man. I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, if you want the full episodes, you can go to uh, Chad Duke's show. And I hope you guys are uh, with us on social media. There's a lot of extra content there as well. Our Facebook and our Instagram. It's at Chad Duke Show. Uh, we're streaming shows. We're putting up behind-the-scenes stuff. It's a lot of fun. Uh, our buddy E-Rock is updating our uh, YouTube channel quite a bit. He put a bunch of new segments up there, including some of the stuff you heard today. So if you want to go back and listen or see some stuff, you go to our YouTube page, Chad Duke Show. All that helps move the program forward. We greatly appreciate it. i tell you what, Tor. I went home last night because um, we did a, a movie show 
on Thursday night, and we were trying a bunch of uh, autumn food. We've been doing that now for a It's an excuse to eat junk food, basically. Yeah. But people were bringing in, like, pumpkin donuts and uh, pumpkin spice cookies and uh, the Werther's original caramel apple and all this fun stuff. And uh, Tor and I, like the simps that we are, uh, people brought in these Screamers Skittles. And uh, I think I just sat there and pummeled, uh, like, two, or th- uh, two bags of those fucking things throughout the course of the uh, fourth of the episode we were doing. Not very professional, by the way, eating a sour candy as we're trying to do a fucking episode. The thing is, if you get about uh, ten of them at once, it's all just one big sour glob. It really is. Opposed to just, you know, trying to pick the and get lucky with the, the regular sour one. Where- <laughs> What's the gimmick? So there's, like, a how many sour ones would you say are dispersed throughout the bag? I believe it's one in five. Skittles. Oh, that's way more than I yeah. thought. Okay. I thought it was just going to be one super sour Skittle in the in the bag, but instead it's one in five. So they got them at 7-Eleven. The, they got an orange border with like a big scary skull on the front, and I guess the gimmick is you eat, they have a bunch of normal flavored Skittles in there, but they put a, I'll tell you what, man, the Screamer ones, they're not all the same like level of sourness. Yeah. There's a couple that got me pretty good as I was sitting there eating. I was fucking having a difficult time hosting because you should be eating sour Skittles. <laughs> As your fucking host. I felt like a fucking simp because like we had all these goddamn delicious food around. I'm just like, I want some more of these. We just slide it back and forth. It was really was like a dope dealer. Fucking I ran out of them over on my side, looked over at Tori, slid the bag across the table as we were hosting the show, which is not what you want to do. It's fucking it's not professional anyway, shape or form. Uh big uh, big shout uh, shout, big verbal nod to Flying Ace Farm Tour. Their Oktoberfest is this weekend. Our guy Money Monk, of course, he supports us and uh, sponsors the Fortress of Solid Dudes. Would I tell you their lineup for Oktoberfest? I guess um, Lovettsville or Luckett. I, every time I ask him where they are, he changes it. Percival, all the areas out there, I think they gave the fucking Oktoberfest the heave-ho because they're so terrified of getting sued about COVID or whatever. So Flying Ace Farm is basically picking up the slack. It's going to be a monster weekend. They're going uh, hard both days, I think. So if you're looking for some delicious, I think they get the big flagons of beer, the tankards, they get all the fucking schnitzel and all that fun stuff. I think there's going to be an Oompa Oompa band on Sunday. They're going to be doing wiener dog races. I mean, they're going all out, later hosing all over the place, flying around, hitting you in the face. Uh, get on out there, Flying Ace Farm. They do a tremendous job, and they, uh, they're winning gold medals left and right for their bourbon. No right for their bourbon to be as good as it is for as young as they are. Absolutely stupendous. Their beer's not too bad either. So we love him. All right, we're good. Anything else for you, young uh, man? For Facebook supporters, the video of last night's Fortress Film Society will oh. be up today for you to watch. Friday, so, yes, Friday. People who listen to this at different times. Uh, so if you were, uh, if you missed out, or you haven't listened to the audio yet, or you're looking uh, for something to uh, instead of a hoot, it's then- a, it's a wacky episode. It's a funny yeah, it's, wacky it- episode. <laughs> I think people enjoy it also. It's us screaming at Tor because he picked a movie and we didn't like it. <laughs> Dr. came in last night. He was like, are you emotionally ready for what's going to happen? It was going to be bad, boy. It was bad. <laughs> We've all done it. Now you put all this pressure on me, too, because i got to dig us out with the shit movie that I picked. All right. Uh, oh, my Facebook supporter, by the way, as long as we're plugging shit, four ninety nine a month, you get the entire video back catalog of the show. There's lots of stuff up there now. Sword shows, hoot nannies, all type of fun stuff. And you guys, you'll dig that. You just go, there's a supporter tab on uh, Facebook. Just click that, facebook.com slash Chad Dukes show. Yeah. All right. No naps today. I'm supposed to go out tonight with a bunch of people and like, I don't know how I'm going to do it without a nap. Maybe I'll just fucking double down on the coffee bit. Like, just like fucking six o'clock, I'll just have like a thermos of coffee. What do you think? What am I gonna do? Self destructive. Brother, I just. <laughs> you, know, you know what? If you ever watched Dire Earth 3, never seen Dire Earth 3? Yeah, but. Alright, watch that this weekend, okay. motherfucker. There's a part where there's this bomb 
right? And they're sitting on top of it. And for the bomb to go off, the two chemicals have to mix. For me, that's nap and coffee. If there's nap and coffee, there ain't gonna be no sleep that night. So maybe if I just do one of them, I'll be okay. Tor, I need a sense of normalcy. I don't know how to get a sense of normalcy in my life. All right, I'm gonna go get the worst pump ever after this. My big fucking saggy tits. I always just love sitting here looking at myself on the camera. My tits are hanging over my belly. I'm like, what am I doing? I've been fucking back at the gym now for like two and a half months. Nothing looks better. It all looks worse. Don't work out. Just eat till you die. All right. Um, hopefully I'll see some of you tomorrow. Saturday, Commonwealth Dry Goods. Then new fresh episode on Monday. We don't fucking take no days off around here. If the good Lord is willing and the creeks don't rise, we'll see you then Monday at 2 p.m. And remember what I always say, friendos. Times are hard and friends are few. Ta-da to fucking you! And roll out the trash cans. You know what I always say? Time to die, friends of you. Ta-da to fucking you!